Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. How's the holiday season treating you? Amidst the hustle and bustle, it's easy to lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas. So what is Christmas all about? That's the question we've been exploring in our message series, Investigating Christmas. Now, we've explored who Christmas is about, discovering that at its core, Christmas revolves around the newborn king named Jesus. We've explored what happened with the miraculous conception of Jesus by the Holy Spirit in the womb of a teenage virgin. And we ventured to where it happened in the humble village of Bethlehem, reminding us that God often does work in unexpected places. Now today, our focus shifts to the fourth W, when. We might instinctively, instinctively think, well, it's December 25th as the date of Jesus' birth. But sometimes an investigation leads you to a conclusion that is right even if it feels wrong. For example, early theologians leaned towards a springtime birth with shepherds watching their flocks at night, which aligns with the lambing season. Imagine, celebrating Christmas in April feels a bit odd, doesn't it? But sometimes an investigation leads us to conclusions that challenge our preconceived notions. The concept of Christmas is actually not in the Bible. We're not told to remember the Lord's birth, but rather his death until he comes. The first recorded Christmas was in Rome on December 25th, AD 336. But why December 25th as opposed to January 6th or May 20th or April 20th or 21st? Well, it's because it's nine months after the date that's linked to the conception of Jesus, which is March 25th. For Christians, Believing that God came into the world in the form of a man to atone for the sins of humanity rather than knowing Jesus' exact birth date is considered to be the primary purpose in celebrating Christmas. But is there anyone else who might be able to shed some insight into when? As a matter of fact, there is. A follower of Jesus by the name of Paul helps us out tremendously with the timing of Jesus' birth. Listen to what he writes In Galatians chapter 4, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption of sonship. Look at the way he started the verse. But when the set time or the right time came, God sent his son. Now, we might not be able to pinpoint the exact date of Jesus' birth, but this we do know. God could not have chosen a better time. Now, that's easy to say, but I doubt Joseph and Mary would have agreed. At least, not at the moment. It was no time for a pregnancy. It was, it was, a, was an awful time for a pregnancy. They hadn't even exchanged I do's yet. What about when the labor pains started? I imagine Mary's first thought was, oh, no. Not now. After all, her birth plan, family support, OBGYN were all back in Nazareth. They weren't in Bethlehem. It wasn't exactly the best of circumstances that brought them to Bethlehem either. 
This wasn't one of those last, get minute, last minute getaways to a spa before the baby comes type of trips. The only reason they were in Bethlehem was because they had to be. Listen to what Luke writes in Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Now, this was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. See, it turns out they were in Bethlehem because the government required them to be there in order to be counted in a census. Why a census? Caesar Augustus needed this information to figure out the tax revenue that was needed to fund his military, build his roads, and support his luxurious lifestyle. The potential of more taxes being levied on people who were barely scraping by certainly didn't make for a festive atmosphere. Of course, here in the U.S., we have a census that counts every resident in the United States every 10 years. It's mandated by Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution. But we don't have to travel anywhere. That would be way too inconvenient. To sum it up, Joseph and Mary were in the wrong place under the wrong circumstances, in the wrong mood for this to be the right time. And yet, God's timing prevailed. This seemingly inconvenient moment in history turned out to be the perfect time for Jesus to be born. The world was experiencing relative peace under Roman rule, which allowed for easier travel and the rapid spread of the good news. The Greek language and culture provided a common foundation for communication among various people groups. Furthermore, the yearning for a God who could satisfy the human soul was actually growing in that time. This was the exact right time for Jesus to be born. See, the most interesting thing to me is that God always knew exactly when Jesus would be born. In Jesus' birth, God fulfilled not just one, but more than 300 prophecies, including details like his crucifixion. As an example, from Psalm chapter 22, verse 16, it was written about a thousand years before Jesus died on the cross. It described his crucifixion before it was even conceived as a method of execution. This is what the prophecy says. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. See, such accuracy in prophecy is unparalleled in any other book. Now, here's the thing. The when of the Christmas story reminds us that God's timing is always perfect. Though it might not always feel that way, we can trust that God is working all things together for good. Even untimely or challenging situations can lead to blessings if we cooperate with God. God's timing is always perfect. He's never too early. He's never late. I know it doesn't always feel that way, but it's true. Timing plays a crucial role in the Christmas story from Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem to the shepherd's nighttime visit, just as Joseph and Mary trusted God's timing and challenging it, it, during challenging circumstances, so can you. 
Now, to get the conversation started, do you agree or disagree with this statement? We can always trust God's timing in our own lives, especially when it doesn't align with our expectations or desires. Now, let the conversation begin. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.